Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Cast. Uh, this is a special episode. I'm John Burke, and with me is Sean Bowman, also aka Big Tuna. How's it going, Sean? I'm well. How are you? Pretty well. Um, we're here for a special reason this time. Uh, another challenge of sorts. Um, this month, February, coming up here in 2019, Sean and I are challenging each other to watch very specific movies. Sean, you want to give some details on that? Yes, uh, we're calling it the Take 6 Challenge this year, because last year we did the Take 5 Challenge, where we made each other watch five movies um, of the uh, opponent's choice, and this year now we're doing six movies. Um, mm -hmm. This year, the basic breakdown is we're doing two of the movies have to be good, or good in our opinion. Uh, two of the movies have to be bad, whether generally considered bad or movies that we personally consider to be bad and then two of the movies are going to be wild card picks which means those can be either good or bad it doesn't matter and we will reveal those at um, a later date because that's our way of either um, punishing or getting back at um, the opponent for the first four picks now, before we get into our movies for this year's, at least the first four movies of this year's challenge, we're going to take a look back at what we did last year, uh, partly because something happened while we were in the middle of the challenge, uh, not to us, but we felt because of the public uh, reaction, uh, appropriate one, some of the movies we picked were not in the right taste. So we changed a few of our films, and that gave me an opportunity last year to punish Sean for making me see one of the films that he had uh, initially had me see um so now the wild card is a thing so um i am afraid i don't i tried not to be too harsh to you sean uh hopefully uh you won't make me watch too horrible of, of a film but um but yes last year when you got the opportunity to change the selections i was forced to watch norm of the north and boss baby both of which were excruciatingly bad films I have not seen either one of those films, um, although now I'm, I may have to watch one of them in the near future uh, if I need context, but um, I did, uh, last year, Sean made me go see the third installment of the Fifty Shades franchise, Fifty Shades Freed, and I had not seen any of them. Um, I did zero preparation for it. I didn't watch the other two. I think I did watch the uh, breakdown videos that, um, oop, I can't think of the YouTube channel anymore, Screen Junkies, I think. Um had like a breakdown of the first two films so i watched that as my only information going into the 50 shades freed uh i did not like that movie um i don't think i would have liked it had i seen the others um but every other movie on the list you gave me was uh good in this at least in the general sense and um i man i don't know why i went i guess i was really mad about 50 shades freed because I, I, I think totally... you were just that mad about 50 shades freed um yeah because i'm looking at the others i'm like well he didn't pick because you did get me back when you won the uh, Oscar draft last year uh, <laughs> with uh, yeah. Boo 2, which, yeah, yeah. so that we did this before the Oscars, uh, so I wouldn't have known that you were going to do that to me, although I'm now wondering if that's why you did that to me. But <laughs> <laughs> well, well, get ready for me to win this year, All right. because you're going to get a punishment with the Oscar draft. Ah, uh, well, I'm hoping that, I'm trying to think of a movie, so when I win the Oscar draft... Um, it will be like rewarding and it'll be one you guys hadn't seen. Um, and if you haven't listened, if you haven't heard our Oscar draft episode, 
uh, that came out a couple weeks ago with uh, Sean here and Matt from What I Watched Tonight, where we uh, draft our Oscar picks, um, or Oscar, the movies we hope to earn the most points based on our system. Um, that episode is out, and we should be getting our nominations uh, this week. Or, well, by the yes. time you hear this, it'll be the week prior. But um, last year, Sean had me watch Landline, which I actually liked quite a bit. Um, and I just blanked on the actress's name for some reason. Even Jenny, though, uh, Slate. Jenny Slate. Yeah, it came to me as you were saying. Um, I, I, I liked her quite a bit. Uh, the Square, which was uh, nominated for Best Foreign Film, which was crazy. Uh, I definitely liked it, but I, I don't know that I fully got all of it you know what i'm saying like um yeah i love both of those movies a lot uh chicago i actually did with uh movie club last year as well and i like chicago a whole lot um and john c Riley being my favorite part of that movie i love uh mr cellophane i think yes mr cellophane i love that song it's probably my favorite song from that movie uh love and friendship um i didn't hate as much as i would have thought i would uh, and it did open up the possibility, I think, for me to fully enjoy the favorite this year, uh, proving yes. that I don't have, to, yeah, that I don't have to, um, I don't have to dislike a uh, period piece that's set in that kind of austere um, Victorian look kind of thing going on. You see, I absolutely love that movie, and mm-hmm. I did not know that you did not like that type of movie very much when I chose it for you. Like it was meant to be like this is a really good movie, yeah, but. Then you ended up not liking it so much, and I felt kind of bad. Yeah. So, well, I, obviously you didn't have to because I totally threw <laughs> two two curveballs. Although the Boss Baby, um, some people like where, but Norma the North what had a, a zero at some point on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and it was then, a zero for a while, and um, I think it's double digits now, barely. That's impressive uh, that it's climbed because it's hard to believe I something starts I that way. It to be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, and like it's terrible. Um, and oh, the the icy vengeance will be yours though, uh, as we <laughs> get into this year's um picks. So we we changed up the the format a little bit this year, and the big change is that uh, we're going to be doing podcast episodes, which we did not do last year. Um, but it makes a little more sense for us to kind of talk about it and give give each other an opportunity to uh, you know, let the frustrations out because we're probably going to be a little mad at each other after a few of these movies, <laughs> but, um, maybe not, maybe not too bad, but, um, cause and so we're going to do, uh, three podcast episodes. And in the first two episodes, we're going to do, uh, one good and one bad movie for each of the first two episodes. And then at the end of the second episode, we reveal the two movies we'll be doing in the third episode. Yeah. And, um, we'll get to kind of, you know, expand our, our viewing. These are, uh, we were both very diligent to pick films that the other person had not seen, um, and that was a, a big criteria here. While the wild card, uh, did we say it doesn't matter for the wild card? If we yeah, seen it doesn't it? really matter for the wild card. But I, I I do like to the opportunity to push myself to, or or you like if there's something that I know you haven't seen that I really want you to see. I think this is a cool opportunity. And or um, if there's something that I'm curious about, which is one of my picks. For the bad movies for this first one is one that I'm actually intrigued by, but I don't want to waste my time with. So I figure if you like it, then I might give it a watch. So for, uh, my, for my good choices, I definitely chose movies that I personally love that I've been trying to make you watch, and this is my opportunity to get you to see these movies. And yeah, and that's I, I don't feel like necessarily my good were ones that I 
new that I don't think we've ever spoke about necessarily, but there are two films that I really uh, really enjoyed and I think would be um, anyone should take a look at them, but I also think that you will like them. So like I, I did I did try a, a lot to not uh, punish as much as I did to you last year because I also made you watch. We didn't say what I, the others that I made you watch. I don't think um, Boss... um, it was uh, Boss Baby, Norm of the North, uh, Personal Shopper, which I really liked, um, Hudson Hawk, which is a favorite of yours. I didn't care for it so much. Most people don't, but I I, I thought it was a little painful. And then uh, Miss Stevens, which I really liked as well because I like Timothy Chalamet and Lily Rabe. Um, I thought that was a good movie. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's one. Um, if you've seen Timothy Chalamet in anything recently, you should go back and watch Miss Stevens. It does pop up on streaming services quite frequently. Um, I, it's just it's got some really good stuff from him, but it's also I found a really good movie. Um, there. Yeah, I would agree. Um, but so this February we're gonna be doing this. Do we have a time frame like uh, for the episodes? Are we saying like? one week to watch each movie yeah I'd, I'd say one week to watch the two movies okay each episode and this is uh so we're recording this early but you're gonna hear this on february 1st and that is when our timetable starts for the movies um we'll set the dates uh maybe after off air uh for each recording that way we have at least a window of when we need to have them watch by um and i was uh diligent this has become a new thing with me um i pay for uh prime hulu and netflix they do not pay me to mention them but they are the most i think known uh streaming services and since i pay for all three i am being very um cautious about the uh my use of them like i want to make sure i'm using all three of them and not just like only watching prime or something like that so i've been uh making myself if it's not a movie i'm watching with a specific purpose like these films that you've picked are going to be like a specific purpose but if i'm just like i'm going to watch a movie I am making myself rotate my uh, streaming service. So, like, if I watch a Netflix movie last and it's a random movie tonight, I might watch a Hulu movie tonight, and then the next one would be Prime and so on and so forth. That way I'm getting my money's worth. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and so... I use Hulu mostly for TV, and then Prime mostly for TV, and then Netflix I watch regular movies well, on most of the time. I got I, I mainly got Hulu because my daughter was wanting to watch a few shows that were only on Hulu right now because we, we dropped cable a while back. And um, I have found, though, that their their movie selection is in my taste uh, very strongly. Like, they have a lot of good indie films, um, some really solid well, documentaries. They have, they have partnerships with Magnolia and The Orchard, hmm. uh, both of which are really good indie distributors. So, And there you go. So, like, that's that's been appealing. Now, Amazon, they've been, like, knocking out of the park with getting, like, the best movies from last year. Um, it seems like they've got a lot, especially like the indie films from last year. They have so many of them added right now. Um, and I do, I, I, I'm a film teacher, as my listeners most likely know. Um, and I do a weekly recommendation where my students, if they choose to watch uh, something I recommend, they can write a reflection essay that has criteria established um, for extra credit for those recommended movies up to three times a quarter. Um, and so because of the same reason I've been picking three movies uh each week one from each of those big three streaming services so that if a student only has let's say netflix they always have a movie to choose every week that they could potentially get extra credit from um and so i've been doing this a lot so when i picked your movies i i scoured the streaming services (laughs) um looking for uh 
movies that I knew you hadn't seen, or at least I thought you hadn't seen, which proved to be the case in this uh, first four, at least. Um, and then I did uh, a variety of streaming options, including one that you will have to uh, pay to rent, um, but it's worth it, I think. So, or I, I picked movies that you're all gonna have to pay for. Yeah, and I didn't do that on purpose. It's just that these are the movies that I think I really want you to watch, and in some cases, I really, really, really want you to watch just <laughs> to make you suffer the pain of watching this movie. Oddly, so. one of them I actually want to watch uh, on the bad list, I should say, of yours, um, because you of... I know, I know, but at the same time, there's definitely a, a mixture of, of opinions coming out about it, so um, you want to get into it then? Uh, what are we going to be watching February 2019? Um, so your first movie is a good movie, and this good movie is one that I saw in 2018, but it's actually a 2019 movie. I was sent a screener of this one early and it's currently, I think it's sitting in my third favorite of 2019, but I think you will absolutely love it. It's in your genre. It's a coming of age mm-hmm. kind of uh, romantic dramedy. Uh, it's really, really cute, really funny. And I feel like it's super well acted, super well made. It's called all these small moments um, it's available to rent right now on video on demand and it rent or buy. Um, I highly recommend it. It's such a great film. Yeah. And, um, I actually was aware of this one mainly, uh, because I am a Kevin Smith, um, f- fan as, uh, my listeners most likely know, but, um, his daughter, Harley Quinn Smith is in the film, which, uh, you've had your opinions. We'll keep those maybe not vocal right now. <laughs> Um, but stars Molly Ringwald, right? Um, yes. And that's always, not always a good thing, but can be a good thing. Um, I'm a fan of her 80s stuff for sure. So, yeah. Um, oh, it looks like a new director too, huh? This is her first. Yes, uh, it is. Well, that, I, I'm all in for this one. Um, yeah, it's, I, I think you're, this is one I think is catered to you. Like when I saw this movie, I'm like, I really need to make John watch this one because it seems like something that's going to stick in your mind. It's going to be something you're really going to enjoy. I think your daughter would even enjoy it, possibly. Oh, well, cool. I, I might try to get her to watch it. It's hard to get her to watch movies with me at home. She'll watch movies yeah. in the theater with me all the time, but like, um, even like Friday night, my wife's out of town, so I was like, hey, why don't we, when we get home from dinner, why don't we watch a movie? I'll let you pick any movie you want to watch, and we'll watch it. And we got home, she's like, I don't really feel like it. I'm like, all right, fine. So um, I watched the movie instead. But uh, I rewatched, um, I think I think that was when I watched Arrival. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I need, we're, I'm going to be showing that to my uh, film one classes uh, next week. So I thought it was time to revisit it. And, man, that movie's amazing. So I'm not sure how my students are going to respond because it's definitely a quiet and thought-provoking film um, at times. But we're studying sci-fi, and I think it's a great example of what sci-fi can be. So... Um, but that's neither here nor there. So your first film, I'm actually excited about, and I'm glad because that is a good one, um, as far as your, in your opinion. Uh, so I'm excited to, to give that one a watch. Um, for your first film, I went old school, um, and one that I watched, I think last year, um, and I had kind of not been aware of before last year, uh, as I am unfortunately not as versed with older films, especially pre 
1970 films as I need to be. But I am becoming a big fan of Billy Wilder. Um, this is his comedy, The Apartment. Uh, and it's dramedy romance, to be more accurate. Again, kind of proving your point that it is my genre. Um, it stars Jack Lemmon, Shirley MacLaine, and Fred McMurray. Um, I was kind of blown away by this film when I watched it. It's really, really funny. Jack Lemmon is brilliant uh, in the comedic role, but this film has some general heartbreak in it. So go in knowing that while there will be laughs, there is an emotional core here that is uh, very much grounded in in the drama element. So um, it's a it's a 1960 film that is one I think everyone who likes modern day rom-coms needs to watch because it might be one of the best examples of what a rom-com can be that it can be uh funny but it doesn't have to be silly or campy um or melodramatic even uh it can just be grounded in its drama when that comes and man um i'm excited to hear you i almost want to rewatch it just talking about it because I, I enjoyed it so much when i watched it last year i did buy it actually when i watched it um but it is available on prime uh, so, listeners, if you want to join in on, on the challenge, you could uh, easily watch The Apartment without having to spend any additional money if you subscribe to Prime. But, yeah, I'm uh, I'm really excited for this one, too. Uh, Billy Wilder, I haven't seen a lot of his movies, but I do like the movies I have seen of him. Like, Some Like It Hot It's obviously a great movie. It's probably one of the best comedies of all time. Um, I also just like old school romantic comedies in general. Uh, it's not a Billy Wilder film, but last year I made you watch the movie The Philadelphia Story. Oh, yeah. Which, that's like one of my favorite movies of all time now, because I think it's brilliant. And so I'm I'm really excited to watch The Apartment. I think it's going to be something I really enjoy, and I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited uh, for you to watch that one, because that's one I feel like... Um... It got recognized at the Oscars last year. I think that's what made me aware of it. I can't remember what it was a part of, but it was a part of something last year, maybe one of the Lifetime Achievement Awards or something. And if it wasn't that, it was maybe just in uh, one of the montages. Something made me aware of it, and I was like, I don't really know that movie. And I, just, I, I think it was on sale or something on Vudu, and I snagged it and watched it soon after and was like, oh, my God, how have I not seen this film? But, yeah, um, definitely one I'm, I'm excited about. So... Those are the good ones for our first episode. And uh, what are what's your bad pick for me on the first episode? Your bad pick is one that is a hot take on my part. Um, I think this movie is awful. I think it's one of the... I, I would say it's the biggest disappointment of 2018, in my opinion. I went in with such high expectations for this movie. It's a remake of a film that I love that you're not a fan of. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite directors if this movie were great this director would have been my favorite director but this movie being bad knocked him down in my book um, I just I could not stand this movie I saw it at a press screening and every person in the theater absolutely hated it like so many of us wanted to walk out but didn't because we were seeing it for official purposes but it is very well received by the mass um, like a lot of people love it it's like divisive because there are some people who don't like it but it is sitting at a 64 on Metacritic mm -hmm. so it's positively received overall but very very reviled by a minority and it is the 2018 remake of Suspiria yep and as uh, this is a hot take for this maybe not a hot take completely but um, I 
don't like the original, uh, my my movie club partner Corey and I watched it. I think last October, maybe it was the year before. I don't remember for sure. Um, but neither of us enjoyed it. Uh, I am, I am a fan of horror, but I like a, I like, I can't even define what about horror movies I like because I like a, a variety of horror films. Like I'm all for like the old school slasher type movies. I tend to like those a lot, but I don't like all of them. Um, and that's I don't feel like I have a set pattern in my horror watching, but I, I do find that these beloved uh, horror gems from the 70s especially often don't work for me. Um, and I didn't enjoy uh, Daria and Argento's, I think I just screwed that up, but Argento's uh, Suspiria. So I'm hoping that I will like this one because I just read an article where Argento uh, kind of spoke out about this one and like was not happy with it. So Yeah, well, the original Suspiria, the Daria Argento one, is in my top 100 films of all time. And uh, I think that's I true of it. many people. Um, and so, like, I was very disappointed by this movie. It's slow, and it's two and a half hours long. So mm. you got to get ready for this one. That part I don't like. I don't like when a movie overstays its welcome. Um, so that part makes me a little apprehensive. But I didn't get to see it. Uh, I almost went out of my way to see it, but because of your adamance, I, I resisted. Um, and... Um, oh man. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm, but this is available to rent, uh, both digitally, I think, and at, uh, some of the physical box locations. Um, so I'll be checking that one out and I, I, odds are I would have rented this one anyways. In fact, now, if anything, I'm going to have to wait to rent it, uh, until February cause it's still technically January right now. Yeah. So, um, you, I'm glad you told me ahead of time cause that would have been bad if I like, well, it was not bad, but well, it would have made I, you change it. I, w I would have made you change your choice, and it probably would have been a worse choice for you because if yeah. I wouldn't have been Suspiria, it probably would have been the 1517 to Paris, Ugh. which was another big disappointment. And so. I, I tend to not like Eastwood movies. Um, I think I've only liked, like... I haven't seen two of his bigger ones. I still have not seen... Um, what is it? The one with the boxer, Hilary Swank. Oh, Gone? Million Dollar Baby. Yes, I still haven't seen that one. No, it's good. I've heard great things about it. I just haven't got to it. And uh, when it came out, I was not into dramas much. So I was kind I of like avoiding it. older movies a lot. I liked Sully. Like Unforgiven. I need to watch Unforgiven still. That's one that I think I will like. And I just haven't made uh, it to uh, it. But, like, I do like Sully a lot. And I also like Jersey Boys. Oh, see, I haven't seen that yet. And that's on Netflix. And I've been eyeballing that. Because I want... Yeah, I, Jersey Boys is awesome. I'm, I'm, a, I'm more open to musicals now than I used to be. So I definitely want to give that one a watch. Um, but yeah, I did not like this year's The Mule, um, which it wasn't awful. It was no after fifteen seventeen to Paris. The Mule was good. Like the Mule looks amazing next to fifteen seventeen to Paris, and obviously, in the opinion of John Mulaney and yes, uh, Pete Davidson, it's the best thing ever. So because of how bad it is, because <laughs> it is bananas. Uh, some of their descriptions were exactly what I pointed out as why it's so bad. Now. My first bad pick for you, I actually didn't realize how bad it was until just now. <laughs> um, it's funny because I almost went, uh, Hulu has both Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf 2. And I decided, because Teen Wolf is like, I think it's liked and loved by enough, but I think still a lot of it's nostalgia. It is kind of a dumb... I love Teen Wolf. I, I do too, but I haven't seen it. I actually have not watched it for years, but I loved it growing up. Um, I do own a uh, DVD or Blu-ray copy of it that my wife bought me. Um 
because I am a fan, I, and I'm also a Michael J. Fox fan, kind of in general, especially um, you know Back to the Future is in my top uh, five all time. Um, but Teen Wolf two, uh, I didn't know this until now, Sean, but it has an eight on Metacritic. Um, now that's only out of five oh, wow. review, five reviews only, but an eight. Um, but the more damning score is the three point three user score on IMDb after nine thousand votes. So. <laughs> I have seen this. Now, I was a kid when I saw this. I have not watched Teen Wolf 2 for a very long time. I knew it wasn't as good then, but I still enjoyed it because there was a werewolf participating in sports, which is entertaining. Um, stars Jerry O'Connell as a the cousin to um, Michael J. Fox's character in the first film. Um, and then we not have... Jerry O'Connell. Oh, oh no, it's I am Jason so wrong. Bateman. Jason Bateman, which is even better because I love Jason Bateman, and I, I don't know how Jason I screwed Bateman. that up. But yeah, this is definitely not his iconic role. Um, yeah, I don't know how I keep doing that. Um, and then James Hampton reprises his role. Um, he was, um, you know, Michael J. Fox's father in the first movie. He's uncle uh, here because he's the uncle to Jason Bateman's character. But yeah, this um, he's a boxer in this one. You know, he was a basketball player, the Wolf, the Teen Wolf. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, and it's also it should be noted that it's Teen Wolf two, but spelled T O O, so it's Teen Wolf also. Um, and that is available to watch on Hulu. Um, I, I do think this one's probably going to be painfully bad. It is short. It's, it's just an hour and a half. Um, and I also think it's going to have some eighties camp that will probably be a little enjoyable despite the overall dumb premise. You know what I mean? So while bad, I think, I think it'll have some moments where it won't be like pure torture. At least that's my hope. And, and you know, here's the thing. I'm actually kind of looking forward to this one because I am such a fan of the original Team Wolf that yeah. I think I'm going to enjoy this one. And that's like, I, I think that will be great. Like, cause again, I didn't pick mine to be torturous uh, per se this time. I think I, I totally did last year from Norman North, but that was payback <laughs> for you making me go see Fifty Shades Free. Because the other thing, the other thing that really made me upset with Fifty Shades Free was I knew I had to go alone to the theater to see it. And I was in. I went opening night, and there was a, a a fandom there that was predominantly female, and I got some dirty looks for being the lone male at a predominantly female centric. <laughs> Not as bad what I made Brendan do after the Oscar challenge. Agreed, agreed. Going to <laughs> Sherlock Gnomes alone as an adult male is much creepier. Um, although, to, as a film critic, I have gone to plenty of uh animated films over the last two years by myself because my daughter's too grown to go to most of them um but not all of them she's like she's gone to incredibles 2 and into the spider verse with me both times to that one but um and i've skipped a couple of the more childish looking ones but like i'm not sure if i can convince her to go to how to train a dragon 3 um which i definitely want to see but you know um teen wolf 2 at least you don't have to go anywhere to watch it you can watch it in the comfort of your own dorm room um man there's i do think this might be torture in the end but again that wasn't my motivation so, so i, I, I hope not i'm holding out hope all right so um our first bad ones i think both of us kind of lucked out because i'm not i was gonna watch Suspiria anyway so like okay cool that i have to watch it now but i was planning on seeing it eventually so that works out uh, Teen Wolf 2, I didn't know you were such a big fan of the first one, so hey, you know, bonus. Um, Maybe. I think that leads to the second episode where we'll be doing uh, Good 2 and Bad 2. What is your Good 2 movie for me to watch? 
your good two movie um, was actually one of my favorites of last year. Um, it wasn't necessarily like in my top ten best of the year, but it was one of the ones that connected with me most. Hmm. Um, I think it's a really good film uh, with a lot of emotion attached to it. I actually got to interview the director of this film. Uh, I saw it at a film festival, oh. and then when it was released, um, I got the opportunity to interview the director. I got an email saying, hey, you want to interview the director of this film? And I'm like, yes, because I love it. Um, it's about a young Puerto Rican boy who is discovering his sexuality. Um, hot take, it's a better version of Moonlight. Um, oh, wow. But... I I, th- I think it's really good. Um, I think Moonlight's great, but I feel like this one is more resonant mm. than Moonlight, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, so it's called We the Animals. Um, it came out last year. Uh, it was it's available to rent or buy right now. Yep, and you have been uh, before this challenge. You've been talking about this movie and trying to get me to watch it, and I just had not committed to it. Um, so now I have no choice, and that's good because uh, it's one that I it's not I have not been avoiding it, mind you. I just haven't wanted to spend the money on a movie I haven't uh, seen much of, um, and also like the only the only person I know who has seen it is you. So like, um, and we we agree frequently, but not on everything. There's definitely uh, sometimes I think it's funny because we expect to agree on a film and then we don't. And then other times we, I think we both think the other one's going to hate it and then we both love it or vice versa. We both think the other one's going to love it and we both hate it, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So you never know um, is basically, I guess, the uh, the answer to that previous statement is that we're, it's, there's no consensus on how we are going to feel about a movie. Um, so it's always like a crapshoot. And uh, I just, I have, there's so many movies to watch. I just haven't made the effort. So I am, I am glad that I'm going to finally, uh, you know, dive into this one. Um, because there's movies like I believe last year you you also liked the writer, uh, the writer. Yes, I'm the writer. I, I've learned that apparently I say that word awfully, and it sounds like I say writer every time, and I say writer. Um, but <laughs> I I skipped on that because of my previous uh, belief that I didn't like movies featuring horses. I have since uh, last year's Lean on Pete and the writer have decided that I must uh, vanquish that statement. That it is clearly. <laughs> not true because I loved the writer so so much and I almost didn't watch it so I'm very glad that I did um and that now kind of going to be in your February challenge until ah. you watched it <laughs> which man um that movie really blew me away so I'm I'm glad I didn't but so that's also that's my hope for We the Animals is that I'm gonna have that same kind of I should have yeah, watched hopefully. this it's really really creative like some of the like the technical stuff in this movie blew me away it like I was totally immersed in the film the first time I saw it, and I've watched it another time since, and it's it's so good. Well, um, the next the good movie for you for the second episode, I went with Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Um, this was a movie that I hadn't seen until last year, and I had bought it on Vudu, um, and it was just sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, and I, one day I walked out. Of, I think I, I had taken a shower or something and I came out and my wife had just started it and I'm like hey what what are you doing and she's like uh, this you, I said, this movie popped up I'm like yeah yeah I bought it I want to watch it and she's like well sit down and I was like well okay so I didn't even mean to <laughs> finally watch it when I did and that doesn't happen very often um, and then we were both I think blown away by it um, it's an amazing musical uh, if in case you were not familiar with it listeners 
It's a transgender punk rock girl from East Berlin tours the U.S. with her band as she tells her life story and follows the former lover uh, bandmate who stole her songs. Um, it stars John Cameron uh, Mitchell, who also directed it and wrote it, and he did the uh, stage musical for a long time. Um, other versions of the Broadway musical or stage musical, uh, Neil Patrick Harris has been Hedwig um, for a good stint. I can't. There's somebody else that was really big that also did um, him, and I think uh, Neil Patrick Harris did a performance at the Tonys from this musical as well. So there, that's on YouTube. Um, Miriam Shore. And then uh, the big other big actor in this is uh, Michael Pitt. And big might be a strong phrase, but he's he's in stuff. Um, it has an 85 meta score with almost 30 reviews and a 7.8 IMDb user score. Uh, and by coincidence, the exact same runtime as uh, Teen Wolf 2. So <laughs> there you go. Keeping it nice and, and short at an hour and 35 minutes. Um, it's funny. It's endearing. And the music is great. Uh, it's. Oh, and not to mention the production design. It, it's very, like, it has an art house vibe at times, for sure. Like, some of the, the scenes are very creative. Um, man, it's it's just a really inspiring, like, uh, inspiring might not be the right word. It's an inspired film, though. Like, you you can tell it's a labor of love that, the, like, the amount of work that went into this is, is very obvious. And you like musicals, so I'm hoping that this one will work for you. Well, this is one of those cases, like uh, like your case with We the Animals. Um, you have been telling me to mm-hmm. watch this movie for the longest time because last year I watched uh, How to Talk to Girls at Parties and yes. made you watch that. Yes. And I absolutely loved How to Talk to Girls at Parties. And I've been meaning to watch Hedwig and the Angry Inch ever since, but uh, every time I went to watch it, I've been like, nah, let me watch something else. And so now I'm finally going to have to watch it. Yep. And so I'm really looking forward to this one. I've been meaning to watch it for a while, and now I finally get to. And listeners, if you are following along with these, uh, John Mitchell Cameron um, is the director for How to Talk to Girls at Parties, which is on Prime, I think, now. It's on Prime yes. or it's on something where you can stream Prime. it. So, yeah. If you missed that one last year, it's it's pretty good. Uh, Elle Fanning um, is, is terrific in it, uh, as she usually is. Um, I, I don't know that I've seen something where I don't like her, even though I may not like the movie she's in. Um, I do tend to like her as a, a, her performances, but um, this one, unfortunately, is not streaming on anything. You can rent or buy digitally, of course, uh, on Prime or Vudu or uh, iTunes or whatever. So um, that one's out there. Uh, it's the only one I'm making you have to, to pay for, Sean. But um, yeah, that's probably a good thing because this next one that you're about to tell the audience you're going to make me watch is so much payback <laughs> yes this one is my vengeance <coughs> i was forced to watch three bad movies i mean two bad movies plus one that i didn't like you were like liked but yeah. um i really really hated norm of the north i think it's the worst movie ever and when i saw that they were doing this movie i'm gonna force you to watch I knew, like, this was 100% going to be on your list. It is Norm of the North, Keys to the Kingdom. It is a direct-to-DVD sequel of a movie that should have already been direct-to-DVD. And so (laughs) I wonder if that means that the badness is just going to be compounded. And, And furthermore, you're back in that situation where you're given the choice between watching both of them 
are going into the second one without any context. Mm -hmm. Because last year, that was the reason I picked Fifty Shades, was to give you that torture. Do I watch all three, or do I only watch the third? This year, it's do you watch two really, really awful animated movies that were brought over from China and um, remastered to English, or do you only watch the direct-to-DVD sequel? Yeah, and I'm I'm currently leaning towards not needing the context. Um, although I, I do wonder if I try to find like an article, I feel like Norman the North might have been obscure enough where I won't find a good plot synopsis of it anywhere. So I may uh, may not well, like, have I'm, anything. I'm pretty sure Norman the North was a Chinese animated movie that they just brought over and and threw uh, Rob Schneider into the lead role. Right, and they do that quite often with some of these animated movies, like Rock Dog from a couple uh, of years back. Yep. It's the same way. Um, so, like, they do that often. Yeah, uh, Norman the North looked terrible, and um, I think it had just... Came, was it in theaters when I when you watched it, or was it already on... Uh... No, it had been on DVD for, like, two years. Oh, wow, I didn't realize it was that old. Um, I guess it feels fresh to me because you... I made you watch it last year, so yeah. um, I should have known, because you showed your hand with this. Before we even officially said we were doing the February thing, you messaged me that, did you know there was a sequel? And I was like, what? Didn't connect that you would make me watch it, and I totally should have. Um, because I dropped quite a few hints you about did. the movies I was going to make you watch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, oh man. Um, that that leads me to my second pick. Now, this, this one's funny to me, uh, because I picked this one, um, partly because I'm actually kind of intrigued by it. Now, I saw Mandy, the uh, generally loved film from last year starring Nicolas Cage that both Sean and I did not like, uh, but I rented it on Blu-ray from um, Redbox. And in the, the trailers for the other movies that they often include in these, especially like these kind of nobody company uh, DVD releases because they're trying to like, hey, look at all our other movies. There was another Nicolas Cage movie called Dog Eat Dog. And it's co-stars Willem Dafoe. Now, Willem has done some excellent films, and he's also done some, some big-time trash, right? Like, he's he's kind of all over the place. Um, but what really sold me on this film maybe being, like, watchable is that it's directed by Paul Schrader, uh, who last year had first reformed, and uh, it was considered by many to be one of the best movies of last year. I liked it quite a bit. I didn't like it as much as some other people. I, I, I thought it was okay. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it wasn't bad. Now, the thing is, if, if I was Paul Schrader uh, has done some other junk, and I didn't realize that because his most of the time you hear Paul Schrader, you hear Taxi Driver, and he did not direct Taxi Driver; he wrote Taxi Driver. But um, still, I did find that not only has he directed some other trash, uh, he one that I had almost put on the on the list was the 2013, I believe, uh, Lindsay Lohan return to cinema, The Canyons. Um, he I actually watched that movie. Oh, you've already seen it. Okay, so... I've seen that one. Did you know that was a Paul Schrader film? <laughs> I did not know that was a Paul Schrader film. So, I was very surprised to see that on his list as well. But um, but instead, I went with Dog Eat Dog. Uh, it is a 2016 film, um, or at least that's the date on IMDb. Uh, it is currently on Netflix, and I was like, ooh, well, if Sean likes it, then I'll watch it. And if he doesn't like it, then I save myself some time. Um, it, it's it's also only an hour and 33 minutes, so I've gone uh, brief with you for the most part. I think The Apartment might be a little longer, but it's it's worth it because it's great. But uh, the, the other three movies are all fairly short, um, which is always good, especially if you're not sure if you're going to like something. Uh, you want it to be shorter. 
but uh, yeah, Nick Cage, Willem Dafoe, and then the it's a it's a three like guys are like professional criminals. The third guy is Christopher Matthew Cook, who I do not know who he is. So it's like you got these two, you know, one basically shamed actor, especially twenty sixteen. Nicholas Cage was uh, very much on disgraced at this point. Defoe is doing great work still. I mean, if you haven't seen Florida Project, proof in point. So he's just kind yeah, of there. Uh, he's really good now to turn in these gates. Yeah, as uh, Van Gogh, right? Yes. And then um, here you have him with like this other third guy is just like nobody. And like, how did he get this role? Um, but uh, it looked it looked interesting at the very least in the trailer. I, I'm not going to say it looked great or anything like that, but I was like... See, it, it has a 53 on Metacritic. Yeah. So It's not, not I, horrible. I mean, it only has a 4.6 on imdb so that's not a great sign mm. but the 53 on metacritic isn't bad mm-hmm. so i'm i'm not too worried about this one i think yeah. it's gonna be decent um i don't expect it to be great but i expect this to be maybe like a a decent watch yeah and that's kind of where i i'm i'm hoping it falls there because again i didn't i didn't seek to punish this time um it was more <laughs> of did. like I wanted movies that yes, and you know maybe there's some righteous fury there. Maybe maybe uh, my choices. You have two excruciating films for your bad movies. Um, so, but may, maybe my uh, since I've been not as harsh to you, maybe the wild cards won't be quite as brutal. Or you never know. Maybe I'll be you... angry because of the two that you picked, and <laughs> maybe I'll go very harsh for the the. Yeah, uh, you know maybe I could make you watch the fifteen seventeen to Paris as one of your wild cards. It could be. It could be. Um, you know it was interesting though. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to end up using this movie, so I'm going to mention it. One that I had considered. Uh, I was. I was considering as a bad movie was Jeff Who Lives at Home. Um, you don't with, like that movie? I did not like that movie. I it, love that movie. Apparently, so does everybody else. Because I went to double check and I was like, "Oh, oh, I, maybe I didn't pay attention to it." Because I, I will admit, the time I watched it, I did not click with it right away, and I was kind of checked out. Um, I love Jason Siegel, but I don't always like Ed Helms, and I think he's the reason I wasn't enjoying that movie. Um, I love the Duplass brothers. And see, and I like. So... Oh, a lot of their stuff. I don't like all of their stuff, but um, I don't like all of their stuff. But I like in general. Usually, when they're connected to a movie, I at least like I at least like it. Like there are some movies I don't love, but I typically like their stuff. Yeah. Well, um, Jeff who lives at home didn't work for me back when I saw it. Now, to be fair, it, it was a while ago. Um, it was when it was on DVD, but I I feel like it was still like maybe even before i was writing reviews so i may not have been even giving it a full shot but i've i've since had a sour taste in my mouth and thought that was the consensus only to find out that no that's actually most people seem to like that film so i ended up uh dropping that from the the list of potential bad movies for you because i'm like well maybe my memory of it is not the right uh decision yeah and i really like it well yeah and you've seen it so it wouldn't have been on the list anyways but um, that was one that was on my, uh, I, I still have like a list of possibles that I didn't use yet. So like even I kind of have the wild cards picked out, but odds are I'll think of 20 more movies before we actually have to decide. So who I knows? I think I have your wild cards set. Oh. I think I know the two I'm going to make you watch. Unless if like something pisses me off really badly. <laughs> or or the, could I've go the other the way. What what if something could, like could go the other way. what if like I've introduced you to your favorite movie of all time, like maybe Possibly. you never know. 
I won't but, be punished. Like, I, I feel like I feel like I have the two set, unless if my emotions go in one way or the other. One extreme. Got it. Um, I, I do not. I don't have the wild card set at all. Um, I have a few movies that I'm not 100% sure if you've seen or not um, that I, I would like for you to see. That's what I'm debating on if I want to use this as an opportunity to like get some somebody else talking about a movie that I liked a lot that maybe other people don't seem to be talking about. So I might go that route with the wild cards, but I'm not 100%. Um, you know, before we started recording, I said I wanted to, uh, talk about something that wasn't related to the challenge, but was about movies, and I have since completely forgotten what that was, which is (laughs) how my brain often works. Um, it is just, it is gone, and I'm disappointed, because whatever it was I thought was interesting enough to talk about on the podcast, and now I don't remember, but, um, this is what we're going to be doing, folks, so, uh, over the next couple of weeks... Um, February 1st, you will have heard this, or at least you may have heard this, um, and then we will, uh, be setting dates, um, where the episodes are going to drop, and you can follow along with us, you can, um, tell us if you watch the movies that we're watching, uh, you can suffer alongside us on the bad ones, and, you know, enjoy the good ones that are on the list, um, you can, of course, reach out to us on our various social medias, I am at Burke Reviews, and Sean? I am at Big Tuna on Film. And, uh, of course, you can also um, reach out if you use the Anchor.fm app to listen to our podcast. You can actually call our show, uh, Burke Reviews MovieCast, and leave a voicemail. And you can tell us what you thought about the movies, um, if you thought I was too harsh on Sean last year for making him watch Norm of the North, and if now he is being too harsh in retaliation for that <laughs> um, with the straight-to-DVD sequel. Because even Disney straight-to-DVD sequels are often garbage. I can't imagine some other <laughs> companies being any good. Uh, and from the looks of it, it is not being well-received by anybody. So um, you can leave that voicemail and it can appear on the episodes uh, with us talking about the movies that we watched. Um, and Sean, is there, uh, where can people see what you write and stuff? Uh, people can see what I write on popaxium.com, P-O-P-A-X-I-O-M.com. Uh, it's the new film and TV offshoot of Monkeys Fighting Robots. So, yeah, we're working on promoting that right now. Yep, and it's it's got some really great content on that site. And Sean does a lot of the film reviews and TV reviews, I think, almost exclusively, right? Um, I do quite a few of the film reviews for the indies. Um, I focus mostly on the indies. Um, we have a lot of other people who write uh, mainstream movie reviews and TV reviews. So. Ah. Well, check that out. Um, and, of course, you can find my writing at Burke Reviews um, and all of our podcasts that you subscribe to, uh, for Burke Reviews MovieCast, and, of course, one that I do with our friend of the, the show, Matt, uh, Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast and Matt's Podcast, the What I Watch Tonight show, which I do one of those. Uh, we do movie astrology every month where we pick a year um, randomly assigned from uh, movie history and we uh, discuss the films So of that year and, all, and we assign a, a, you know, like a horoscope tied to that year of film. So always film inspired. They're a lot of fun, um, usually silly and have a lot of references to the best film of that year you are welcome folks but um uh that's the gist of it this is something that we're doing for no stakes mind you this is just uh, a way of encouraging us to watch more movies um both good and bad because you have to have the bad to truly appreciate the good right like that's how we know I mean, quality that, w- that was the whole point of last year's challenge was to like 
make each other watch good movies that we loved that um, you were uh, the other person was not getting to and then to make them suffer through bad films to make them like those good films even more yep. and to, you know we put a little bit of a uh, a time crunch on it so it, it makes it more vital we have to get it done otherwise we won't have uh, the ability to discuss it on the podcast so I'm going to have to be uh, heading off to Redbox to get freaking Suspiria. So, (laughs) (laughs) but all right, folks, uh, we'll be back uh, with more of this, uh, more of the February uh, take six challenge as time progresses. So uh, stay tuned, subscribe to the podcast. If you like what you hear, please rate and review us. It helps other people find us um, and share this. Tell people about this craziness where Sean is making me watch a straight to DVD animated sequel to a film that last year I made him watch. It's mayhem, folks. (laughs) It's mayhem. Um, Thanks again, Sean, for being on the episode. And uh, until next time, keep watching movies. Do you like movies? Do you like podcasts? Or are you just lonely? If the answer is yes, and even if it's not, then check out the What I Watch Tonight Show's filmtastic selection of podcasts. Covering the entire movie-verse, there's something for everyone, so come check it out. More details at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or from all good podcast providers. <laughs>